I just thought to do a um, a school of a uh, prayer and and ministry. We're going to do harp and bowl training together. We're going to start something in January, and we're it's just going to be back and forth. We're going to have some some here, some some at resting place, and we're working out the details. But that's that's going to start, and just our our our. Oneness of heart has really sort of knit us together. I mean, there's a lot of ministries. We have a lot of friends, and we love all of the body of Christ, but there's a oneness that, that we feel with Resting Place leadership and, and all of the Resting Place family. And why don't you just take a moment and I'll put you on the spot. I'm, I'm feeling the Lord because, you know, if you're at Resting Place, we're still in worship for like another two hours. But So I just felt like we were just getting started and... So <laughs> I'm at that place right now. But um, anyway, as we have a Papa Bill back at home, but I also call Pastor Bill Papa Bill as well because I've known him for years, and he's a spiritual dad to this region, to myself, and to many of us. But anyway, we are so excited, like he said, to partner with J-Hop. This is something that we've been talking about for many years, and we've known I've known the Whites um, and Sal and Jewel um, for, I would say, 20 years. Yeah. And they've also known Pastor Richard Monaco and his family for more than that. Yeah, what? they, they, they were said. little in my house. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. And so we've known each other. We actually met in Toronto. Many of you guys know about the Toronto Revival, and that's where we met doing carpet time, we call it. We was all on the floor in the very back and the right side. You remember? Yeah, and so it was about 20 years ago. And so anyway, we've been friends and just tracking together. I remember when they first started J-Hop, Tammy used to come to um, resting place when we was meeting in the house. Actually, the the family who we started resting place, the, the wife is here, Julie Visbeen. Just stand up, Julie. Come on. Yeah, she's here. She's the one who opened her doors for resting place. And Mama Erin is right next to her, who we love dearly. And so... Just reel me in, y'all. Y'all know I start going. Rich, just help me. You probably need to stand up here with me. But um, anyway, I'm just excited. I, I mean, I do. I feel the Lord. This was a night that we've prayed about for many years, and now this is the birth to something. And so I just real, I really feel like tonight's historic. I mean, we don't, I'm like, do you guys know what's going to go on? No, we don't. We're just like following the leadership of the Holy Spirit. But we know that the Lord said now is the time. Amen. And so we... We're being real intentional to gather together. And so I think it was about a few months ago, I was at a Sean Foy Let Us Worship gathering here in the city. And Bill and Tammy reached out to me that night. And I was like, I, you know, I felt my time was to leave the service. Like, you know, the service was over and they called me up. And so anyway, we got together and we just started to dream. And we just started to encourage each other. And we, we felt like the Lord was breathing again on the house of prayer. And it was time to build it. And we talked about, hey, let's build together. You know what I mean? The two is better than one. And so let's build this together. And, you know, and many of you know that I have a heart for New York City. Although I live in Jersey and lead a ministry in New Jersey, I'm here probably more than I'm there. Right. <laughs> and so, and that's a whole long story in itself. It's so much. I don't want to get into it. But we will unfold it more in the days to come. But anyway, tonight is just a real birth in of these two ministries in the region coming together. And so we talked about um, doing it this night, and then um, we're going to bring him up a little later, but um, Pastor Billy Humphrey, who's the director of the House of Prayer in Atlanta, is here tonight. He reached out to me um, a few months ago, like after we had decided to do it on this date, and he said, hey, bro, I'm going to be in the city 
um, on Thursday, whatever day, what's today's day? I don't know. But 22nd. Yeah, yeah, the 22nd, yeah. The day before. I'm going to be there Thursday. And let's hang in the city because everybody knows that I love food. They know I love to ride around on the mopeds and hang out outside of, like, evangelizing and administering in Washington Square Park. That's something that I dearly love. And so anyway, I said, hey, we're doing, like, a worship gathering to, like, build a house of prayer. And he is, like, the house of prayer guy. Like, he's a father in the prayer movement. I'm like, I think this is a divine setup from the Lord. Amen. So I reached out to the whites, and they said, yes, let's have him come, and so forth. And here we are. So, yeah. So good. So this is only the beginning, and um, we just wanted to put it out there. We're going to actually have a sign-up for these classes that are coming up. We're going to start. We, we need some planning to go on. So we're, we're going to take the next couple of months just to to lay it all out, and then we're going to launch in, in January. Right. So uh, we, Why don't we, really quick, Rich, just briefly tell them about that. Well, there's not, if you guys could put the QR code on the screen. If you take out your phone real quick, we'll have it on the way out. But We don't have details, but if you scan that, and you can scan it on the way out too, um, it's just going to collect your name and your email and your phone number. If you're at all interested, you're going to hear about it tonight. I know uh, Billy is going to bring a word even on the House of Prayer so if you're interested in what they're saying, what they're talking about, and you want more information, then just go ahead and follow that link, sign up, and we'll get information to you. All right? Sounds good? And this is for all, even if you're not, I know there's some that's here that's not a, maybe a part of J-Hop or Rest in Place, but we're building a house of prayer at large. And so even if you're from another church, another ministry, you can use, you could, um, um, gain strength from this teaching, from the Harp and Bow model, on how to build a house of prayer right where you are. We need, Rich and I was talking the other day, we felt like the Lord was raising up the praying church again Amen. in our region. So not just like hubs like this, but like if you're in a local church and you're leading Wednesday night prayer meetings, God's going to breathe on that. That's the house of prayer as well. If you're doing a Friday night meeting, that's a house of prayer. If you're in your home having services, God is doing it all over. And so we need everyone, all hands on deck with this. So Anyway, that's amen. It. It's gonna it's gonna take the whole region, right? And it's uh, it's it's we're all part of the same body of Christ, and and you know that's our heart to see to see to see it all uh, reached. Anyway, uh, I'm just gonna ask Rich to take an offering, and then uh, we'll bring Billy. Amen. Well, there's gonna I'm not gonna give a message. I want to give as much time to Billy as we can. So there's numbers on the screen. There was. We're going to put it right back up. And if you want an envelope, uh, to, if you want to give by cash or check, just raise your hand and someone will hand you an envelope. But otherwise, the, probably 90% of us will text to give. And you can text. <laughs> the announcements really want to happen. <laughs> but we're trying to leave it up there. There we go. Text LCNYC to the number 77977. Uh, it's a push pay link, and you can go ahead and give that way. All right? Just give another couple seconds, and then we're going to pray. All right. So, Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity to give. We thank you for tonight, and we just ask that you would bless the seed. We just we sow a seed into revival in this region. But, Lord, we just we sow and we give with a joyful heart tonight. Out of the simplicity of devotion, we give. And we say we love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So while you're giving, I'm just going to give a, a few brief announcements. We, we have these uh, Friday night services normally every two weeks, every other week. So the next one is going to be on November 5th. This is a regional prayer meeting. So I know a bunch of you guys, 
this might be your first time here, but we're going to be here every other Friday. So the next Friday will be November 5th at 8 p.m. We're going to be gathering again for regional prayer right here. Also, we have a a a once-a-month young adults EGS that we do as well. What's the date of the next one, Colt? Is there? Say it again. November 12th. Same time, 8 p.m., Friday, November 12th here. It's a counter-God service, but specifically focused towards young adults, college students. And so if you fit that mold, uh, which is probably many of us in this room, we do invite you to come on out to that as well. Also, we do have on Wednesday nights, I think for the next six weeks or so, we're going to be continuing in a series that Tammy has been leading, which it's uh, Tammy and Sal's birthday tonight, by the way. (laughs) They just turned 40, so wish them happy birthday when you see them. You're going to have to go much faster. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Tammy and Sal. Happy birthday to you. All right, give them a hand clap. Anyway, Tammy's been leading an amazing class with a bunch of people on Wednesday nights. I've been there. It's been awesome, Uh, specifically focused on intercession. So if you're an intercessor, which is actually everyone in the room, but if you know that's something that you want to grow in and you want to learn more about and you want to kind of gather with people, we gather in person and we also gather uh, via Zoom. So if you can get more information on the way out in the lobby, people will give you instructions if you want to kind of gather on Zoom. But you can actually be here in person. The information is right on the screen, 7 p.m. on Wednesdays for the next few weeks. Uh, We invite you to come on out. All right? Bless you guys. Give this back to Ali. Come on up. Amen. Can we use one of these guys? Um, We are so excited, as I mentioned earlier, to have with us Billy Humphrey, who is the um, director of the House of Prayer in Atlanta. He's here with his son, Evan. Evan's first time to New York City. Yeah, and so we we got to um, go and have some food, and I took them once once again on a revel. We did mopeds through the city. You know, that's my favorite thing, and so... Pastor Billy came, and he was a part of that with Evan. But anyway, we're so excited to have him here tonight. I'm not going to be here long. I've known Pastor Billy for um, many years. We were both a part of IHOP together in Kansas City. What? Back in 2003. Yes. And he moved there with his family. We moved there right around the same time. And I did the Night Watch program. And Billy, you know, we were running together in the prayer room. And so I've always looked up to this man, and I just really dearly love him and his family and what God has called him to do. Like I mentioned earlier, he's a father in this prayer movement, and he's really carrying the heart of God for what the Lord is saying right now to the church, to the prayer movement. And so it was so fitting for him to be here today, the timing of this. He was here yesterday at Tory's, Pastor Tory, who leads the Times Square House of Prayer, and we're so grateful for that ministry, and he stayed over to be with us. And so anyway, I don't want to being away too much longer. We're going to invite him up, and he can have as long as he wants. I'm sure Pastor Bill is okay with that. So we bless you. Love you, man. Let's stretch your hands towards Pastor Bill, Billy. Father, we thank you for um, Billy, Lord. We thank you for this night, Lord. We believe that it's a historic, a prophetic night. Lord, you are 
breathing again on the watchmen. You are calling us forth in this hour. You're, you're setting fire to our hearts again. And Lord, we are here to sign up again. We're saying, yes, come again, Holy Spirit. We, we take the charge. We sign up for the sacred charge to build your house of prayer in this region, God. To see 24-7 worship and prayer, the incense arising in this region for a global revival, to see souls saved, to see your kingdom come. And so, Father, we pray tonight, Lord, for the Holy Spirit to anoint his words and power and authority. And I pray for the hearts of your people to be open, God. Lord, let it transform us and shift, God, our very being tonight. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Amen. Wow. Well, this is good. This is good to be here. I know who the group is that shows up on Friday nights. You're the different group. You're, you're, you're the group that gets a little bored on Sunday morning. You've you got to have a little bit more. And you, you're, you're the group that thinks the presence of God is more important than going out to eat or going to a show or watching a game. I know you people. I know who you are. Well, that just lets me know I'm in the right room. <laughs> it is an honor to be here again. I guess, man, we were at, the, there must be more, what was that, like two months ago? Two months ago, and we figured out, oh, gosh, this could work because I was already going to be at the Times Square House of Prayer. And so I'm just honored to be with you. I love Ali. I love Resting Place. Bill and Tammy and I have met in the past, and we're just getting reacquainted. But I want to say, uh, I just asked my son, I said, do you have any, any impressions, anything, pictures from the Lord or anything? And he said, I just feel so safe in this house. He said, I just feel warm and safe in this house. And it's so evident who you all are as uh, spiritual parents in this region, in this house, and uh, I, I, I just... I couldn't, um, I couldn't concur more. It's exactly how I was feeling. So when you gave me those words, I thought that's exactly what I feel. It's this warmth of family. And um, I just want to honor who you all are because you've been running and gunning and doing this for a long time. And uh, I, I would just say that you guys, you guys have different principalities in New York than we've got in Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta's a serious place, but... Uh, this is a little more serious, maybe, I think, and uh, for what you've done here to, uh, to hold the fort and to put up a lampstand. I just want to tell you I honor you, and um, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be here with you in your house and uh, honored to share. So um, for those of you guys that don't know me, I'm Billy Humphrey. Um, I want to tell you about one resource that I just love. It's like my favorite thing to do. And it is a podcast called Gripped. And um, how many listen to Gripped? Yeah. So Gripped is a podcast that Corey Russell, y'all know who he is? Everybody kind of knows Corey. He's sort of the Batman. I'm sort of the Robin. <laughs> we do a podcast together. Though I'm a little older than him. But anyway, uh, we do a podcast together. And what we do is we just... We just really turn on the camera, and we just pour out our hearts for 30 minutes. And um, we are in the middle of season four is out right now. But uh, you can get on Spotify or Apple iTunes. It's, it's totally free. It's just something we did. Corey called me last year. He said, hey, I really want to start raising a banner 
and he's carrying this word about Nasherites. You know, Father Nash mixed with the Nazarite spirit. He's got a prophetic word, but for the Nasherites, the intercessors at the end of the age. He goes, I really want to start raising a banner. He goes, and there's, you know, he, he and I are dear to your friends for 20 years. He goes, there's nobody else I'd want to do it with than you. And so we started doing this thing, and the podcast started getting traction like uh, amazing. And it started ranking in all these countries all, all over the, the world. And we were like, whoa. And th- there's, a, there's an evident hunger right now for this forerunner message, this message of intercession, uh, intimacy with Jesus, and, and what it's going to take in this hour to see breakthrough. And um, so anyway, we just we put the camera on. We pour out our hearts. And the secret is that we, we record them all in one day. So by about the second or third episode, we are lit. I mean, it's, it's like this cumulative effect. And uh, I would just encourage you, grab a hold of that. We are getting, we're literally getting testimonies everywhere we go. People are getting rocked. The Holy Spirit is ministering and marking people. So you can get it on Apple iTunes, Spotify, wherever, wherever there are, YouTube if you want to do that. But uh, it's called Gripped, and it, it will minister to you. All right. Well, as I was pacing there... Uh, and I knew this was um, a new, a fresh start of, of sorts. But as I was pacing there, I, I had two clear words that hit my mind. It's a resetting and a recommissioning. And I think that's for the house of prayer, but I think it's for intercessors. I think it's for the heart of intercessors tonight. And um, as Ali and I were talking this afternoon, and he was just saying kind of a little bit of the vision of the, the night, I felt like the Lord dropped Zechariah 3. In, in my heart for tonight. So that's what I want to do is I want to minister to Zechariah 3. Maybe we'll touch a little Zechariah 4. So if you have your Bible or whatever, go ahead and open that or tap or whatever you do. Zechariah 3. And I'm just going to pray again because, well, that's what we do. And Lord, we look right at you. I look right at you, Son of God. You are the teacher. You're the great apostle. You're the great evangelist, and you're the great intercessor. And you are from everlasting to everlasting. And I look to you, Son of God, for tonight. Everything you desire to do in this place, every kind of reignition that you want to do in hearts, and and the desire that you have to raise up a lampstand in this region that would even go night and day, that would even go 24 hours. It would be continuous in in adoration and worship to your name, that your desire to see New York fall to the kingdom of God, that the entire region would come under the glory. Lord, that desire that you have for an inheritance here, I'm asking even tonight that there would be a recommissioning of this house, this house of prayer movement. That you would move in power and, Lord, just thunder into our hearts. Thunder into us. So, Lord, we want to tell you we love you again. I love you. My dearest friend, I love you. (laughs) There's no one like you. There's no one as kind as you. So even tonight, walk in the midst of the lampstands. Walk into this room. 
place your hand on our hearts. And I'm asking that you would release all the grace that's found in Zechariah 3 and 4. Release all the grace. Fresh vision and fresh wind. Fresh anointing. And I thank you, Lord. I, I hold your hand tonight. Let me speak as your oracle. Set these people ablaze with your vision. We just give you thanks. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Well, as Ali said, I uh, was the founder of the International House of Prayer Atlanta, and three years ago, the Lord started really messing with us. He gave us a series of prophetic words that were unmistakable, and we... Our best friends in ministry in the world was a church to, you know, a mile and a half down the road. And the Lord took the house of prayer and he merged it with a local church. He took the house of prayer and stuffed it right in the gut of this local church. And so we're Gate City Church in Atlanta. And it's one of these things where that was never on my playlist. That wasn't ever my plan. Uh, I was a youth pastor in a mega church for 13 and a half years. And then the Lord transitioned me in the house of prayer. And I thought... I would never, ever do anything but a house of prayer missions base. And then about three years ago, the Lord really started messing with me, <laughs> as if he hadn't already. And he took the house of prayer, and he took the local church, and he threw us in a blender. And what I realize is this, that the my house should be called a house of prayer. It, it's not about a, a style of ministry. It's about the identity of his people. And... Um, the church at the end of the age is a house of prayer, and the house of prayer at the end of the age is a church. It's one reality in the heart of God. It's always been what was God's desire, that he would dwell in the midst of his people in manifest presence. That's always been the idea that he had, that he would come and visit his people in manifest presence, and they would live from that place of presence and encounter and adoration with God in the midst, and they would be ambassadors of that place of encounter. You can go all the way back to the first house of prayer called the Garden of Eden, and the first eyehopper, his name was Adam. <laughs> he would minister to the Lord as he walked with him in the cool of the day. He was the first priest. He wasn't the first farmer. If your vision of the garden is that it was a few rows of carrots and a few rows of corn with maybe a few flowers, that's f infinitely inferior to what he was actually stewarding. He was stewarding a sanctuary where God's glory was manifest, where the very air was animate with the light and life of God. And Adam was to tend that sanctuary. He was a priest, and this was his calling. And that's why when the Lord calls Israel out of Egypt, he says to them, I want to make your whole nation a kingdom of priests. And that's why in the redemption through Jesus Christ, Peter would say that we are now a kingdom of priests. Because the vision that was in the heart of God in the, at the onset of creation and creating the garden with Adam, the first priest, and that sanctuary of glory, has, has never changed. That has been the vision from the beginning all the way through, even to this age, that we are now a kingdom of priests called to steward his presence. Say something better than, mm. We are a kingdom of priests called 
to steward his presence. And Paul would say it this way, you are being built together as a holy temple of the Lord, a dwelling place for God in the spirit. And I know we're Americans, so we're very entrepreneurial and individualistic, and we always want to make it Holy Spirit on the inside of us individually. And I appreciate that. I, I was talking Holy Spirit on the inside of me earlier tonight. But there's something else. When he says the Holy Spirit dwells in you and that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit in the New Testament, it's like five times, well, four of them, it's a plural. That we are built together. We are built together as a dwelling place for God in the Spirit. That we all with unveiled faces, behold as in the mirror the glory of the Lord. We are being transformed even from glory to glory. And this is our identity. And I, and I, I love what Rich said t- tonight, that we're all intercessors because we're all called to be friends with Jesus, to hear what's on his heart and to carry his burdens and pray into this place the things that are on his heart in that place. Yeah. Well, that's the dream of Jesus for the church of New York. That you would be a dwelling place for God in the Spirit. That you would fill the atmosphere of this city with the word of the Lord, with the very intercessions that Jesus is whispering to the Father right now. That you would come to know his heart and you would speak those words into this atmosphere. An atmosphere that's filled with demonic chatter. It's, it's filled with every kind of lascivious draw, every kind of lustful attachment that human heart could be distracted by. But he wants to release into this atmosphere another testimony, one that's greater than the testimony of Baal. You know, one that's greater than the testimony of Mammon. It's the testimony of heaven. The light and the life of heaven would fill not just our little rooms, but fill the streets. Ali and I were on that moped today, and uh, we sent my son off. And, well, you know, if you don't know blocks in New York, you might get a little off the beaten path. Finally, we found him. I said, hey, just stay there. We'll come get you. And we got, we got driving through the city, and I just I had my hands in the air. And I started shouting in tongues. We, were, we, we videoed it and everything. There's a And then we started laughing. So here's Ali and I laughing as we're driving through the streets of New York. And then we passed the garden. And I said, Lord, fill the garden with your fire. And, and we, started, we started laughing in the Holy Spirit over the city and declaring the kingdom of God come in the city. And then Ali started pro- proclaiming all of these people under the glory of God. All of these people swept into the kingdom of God. Oh, what will it look like when revival fills the streets of New York? And just getting a vision of the masses coming under the weight of the glory where the, the darkness lifts off their mind and the glory of the Lord fills the heart and the minds of people. The veil gets lifted, and then they see for the first time. See, I still believe that New York, (laughs) it's ripe for the kingdom of God. It's not just about the old noonday prayer meetings, and it's not just about Jeremiah Lamphere 
It's not just about Father Nash. It's about another generation that will step into this place and begin to dream the dreams of God again and speak heaven into earth. Pray heaven into this place. Yeah, I could see it today as we were doing it. We were, we were shouting in tongues and driving through the city, and I don't know what people thought. It didn't matter because they're all doing weird stuff too anyway. There's a whole lot of weirdness going on. I smelled more marijuana today than I've smelled like in the whole last 25 years combined. It's just like full on out there. So if I can't shout in tongues in the streets, we just might as well pack it up. But I can. They're smoking dope. I'm shouting in tongues. It's what we do. It's what we do. Can you believe? Can you believe? Can you dream again? Oh, I want you to dream again. And I believe Jesus just wants you to dream again. That's when the, see, that's when the attack actually comes is when you decide to believe. Once you step into that place of faith, the enemy goes, oh, now you're a problem. And so then he's going to come against. Then he's going to withstand. Because as long as you're walking around going through the motions, he just doesn't really care about you. I mean, he, he, wants, to, he wants to cause you to turn away from Jesus just like he does everybody else. But once he's got, once he's got someone that's latched onto heaven's vibe, heaven's rhythm, heaven's frequency, and now they're in the word and they're declaring the word into a place and they're believing, now that's a problem. Because kingdom comes, and the will of God is done when there's, it doesn't even have to be a lot, when there's just a few mustard seed folk around. Just believing. Just believing. Some of you all have been around a, a long time. Some of you are, are new into this thing. And I feel like the Lord is... He's gathering everybody together under the same banner right now. I, um, when I was there at the conference, it, there must be more. I, the, the night session I, I preached, I, was, I wasn't as bold as I needed to be. But I had a word about how God was going to heal divisions that had been existing. And he was bringing together a new unity. And it was a new season of oneness that he was going to release in the region. I told Ali that night afterwards. I go, I wasn't, I just kind of said it soft, but I go, this is what I was really feeling, that whatever those divisions were, they're, they're, God's canceling them right now. He's healing the divisions. And there's a new season of unity. And so I didn't quite catch what the meeting was that we were going to do tonight. He said, oh, it's J-Hop, and, you know, they're doing a the thing. And I was like, oh, I'll come. But to sense it now, to see it now, I think we're in a divine moment again. It's a divine moment again. Well, Zechariah 3, you found that one? Okay. Let's, uh, let me contextualize it for you. Zechariah, <clears throat> Haggai and Zechariah, two prophets of the restoration of the house of prayer. Israel's gone to Babylon. The house of prayer of the temple has been destroyed. God delivers them out of Babylon. 
70 years. They come across the desert. And God uses Zechariah and Haggai as two key voices to see the house of prayer built. And here's what they did. They lay a foundation. They lay a foundation for the house of prayer, but they let it lie dormant. And after it's lied dormant for a season, he stirs up the spirit of Haggai and Zechariah to begin to prophesy into them actually finishing the work of the temple, of the house of prayer. And what's interesting, when you look at Haggai and you look at Zechariah, you find out that they go like second month, third month, fourth month, sixth month, eighth month, eleventh month with bomb prophecies back to back to back to back to back. And they they are now declaring the word of the Lord into this, this remnant people that's now emerged out of judgment. And they're declaring God's intention and desire to, to raise up the house of prayer. So what happens in the 11th month is Zechariah, this young man, he's probably about 20 years old-ish. He goes into one of the most shocking, transformational night visions. In one single night, he has eight different visionary encounters. And at the core of these visionary encounters, it's the rebuilding of the temple and how the Lord is going to bring it to pass. In chapter 2, what you get is you get this, this declarative heart's desire through this visionary experience where Jesus describes how he wants to dwell in the midst of his people again. He says, I'm zealous with great zeal. It's what I want to be. I want to be with you. I want to dwell with you. I want to be in your midst. I want to be the fire around you. You're the apple of my eye. I want you. And then here we are in the big apple. And and so you get to the end of chapter 2 and you think, how in the world is that going to come to pass when you have a people who have been astray. They, they, they actually haven't done why they came out of Babylon. They haven't, they haven't completed the work. They actually came out, built the foundation, and paused. And so by chapter 3, what you get is this incredible encounter that answers the question. We see his desire in chapter 2, I want to be in your midst. The question goes, how are you going to do that Chapter 3, he goes, I am going to move with power, and I am going to move in chapter 4 with grace. And I believe Zechariah 3 is a word from the Lord for you all right now. So I'm going to read the whole chapter. Zechariah 3, verse 1, then he showed me Joshua, the high priest. Not to be confused with Joshua, the Moses and Joshua. This is much, much later in the Old Testament narrative. This is after they've come out of Babylonian captivity. It's another one named Joshua. He's the high priest. He's the number one spiritual leader of the nation. And he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord. Many theologians will tell you they believe the angel of the Lord is Jesus. Now look at this. Here's Joshua, the high priest, before the angel of the Lord, and Satan at his right hand to oppose him. 
And the Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. (laughs) The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is this not a brand plucked from the fire? Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and was standing before the angel. Then he answered and spoke to those who stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. And to him, uh, he said, See, I have removed your iniquity from you. I will clothe you with rich robes. And I said, Let them put a clean turban on his head. So they put a clean turban on his head, and they put the clothes on him, and the angel of the Lord stood by. Then the angel of the Lord admonished Joshua, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, if you will walk in my ways, and if you will keep my command, then you shall also judge my house, and likewise have charge of my courts. I will give you places to walk among these who stand here. Hear, O Joshua the high priest, you and your companions who sit before you, for they are a wondrous sign. They're a sign of something. A sign of what? For behold, I am bringing forth my servant, the branch. For behold, the stone that I have laid before Joshua, upon the stone are seven eyes. Behold, I will engrave its inscription, says the Lord of hosts, and I will remove the iniquity of that land in one day. In that day, says the Lord of hosts, everyone will invite his neighbor under his vine and under his fig tree. Wow. Can you get your mind around? I mean, can you imagine this visionary encounter? Here's Joshua. He's the key spiritual leader. He's standing before the angel of the Lord, and there is Satan in the midst, and Satan is accusing Joshua. Joshua's priestly garments are filthy. They're covered in dirt. It's a sign that the priesthood had been defiled. And here's Satan, and he is standing there opposing the priesthood. I mean, it's so intense. You know, my, my dreams haven't been like that. That's a big one. I have some good ones, but man. And as Satan is pointing out, I think he's probably pointing out all the issues. He shouldn't be here. Look at, look at his clothes. It's covered in sin and filth. See, it's emblematic of Joshua personally and emblematic of Joshua as the spiritual leader over the people. That they weren't fit to stand before the Lord. That they were, they were, they were actually not qualified. They, were, they had been disqualified. There was actually sin. It was real. This is so interesting. And as Satan is going, look at the history. Look at the the filth and the dirt. And they're unfit to be here. This people is unfit to priest before a holy God. The Lord releases a judgment against Satan. The Lord rebuke you. I'm telling you, 
We are entering into a moment in the prayer movement right now where the Lord is going to release, the Lord rebuke you against the adversary that's opposed the house of prayer. We're stepping into a moment right now because of the hour. It's getting late. It's getting late. And because of the hour, we're stepping into this moment where the Lord is going to release the Lord's rebuke to the enemy. Some of you have faithfully stood and you've cast down thoughts and you stood against the opposition of the enemy and there's been trials and challenges and sufferings and difficulty and you stood faithfully. And I'm telling you, there's a moment coming right now where there's a Lord rebuke you that's getting ready to be released against the enemy in your life. What's interesting is the Lord releases, the Lord rebuke you. And he says this about Joshua. He's a brand plucked from the fire. A brand is actually a wooden stick. It's actually on fire. It's actually destined for destruction. And the Lord's answer is, not today, Satan. Anybody got that shirt? (laughs) And he literally goes, no, no, no. I reserved this one for myself. I've reserved this city for myself. I've reserved this house of prayer movement for myself. And the Lord intervenes in a mighty act of mercy and grace and power And he says, I know who he is. I know the issues of his heart, and I know the issues of the people. But he says, Satan, you back off. I know exactly who he is. He is a brand plucked from the fire. When you think about your life, when you think about your failures, when you think about your weaknesses, do you realize that you too are a brand? That's been pulled out of a fire. Man, I'm preaching to myself right now too. I've been through it, man. 15 years we've held down the fort of 24-hour live worship and prayer. I'm not saying we put on Spotify. No, I'm talking about we had like live worship and prayer. We've continued to hold the fort down for 15 and a half years. And by the grace of God, it'll be 16. And by the grace of God, it'll be 17. And by the grace of God, it'll go until the Lord returns. But I look at that and I say, impossible in the natural. I'm not a good enough leader and I'm a disqualified, broken mess of a man. I mean, just truth. I am a broken, weak man in need of grace. So too is Joshua. So too is the priesthood. So too are the people. Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments. He's standing before the angels, covered in filth. Now watch how this works. And he answered and said, take the filthy garments from him. And the angel says, see, I have removed your iniquity. And I just want to say this, that the Lord, his mercy and his power is available right now for the church of New York. 
to say over the church of the city, I'm removing your iniquity. To recommission a priesthood in purity, not because we're perfect, but because he's good. And that's how he comes. Remember, chapter 2, he's saying, okay, I want to dwell in their midst. By chapter 3, it's going, you're going, how? These guys are a wreck. He goes, I've got this. This is what I do. I redeem. I restore. I recommission. And I reset. I purify because I'm good. I'm merciful. I'm just. And I'm righteous. It's what I do. So they said, no, no, watch this. He says, see, I've removed your iniquity. He goes, give them rich, clean robes. He goes, there's going to be righteous works that are going to come out of Joshua. And then look at this. This is an interesting, verse 5 always, I love it. He says, and I said, Zechariah. Zechariah is in a fully interactive visionary encounter that he goes into intercession in his dreams. Then I said, let them put a clean turban on his head. Have you ever gone into prayer in your dream? Come on. You ever had that? I've had that a full time, a few times where I'm crying out in my dream in intercession. I want to tell you something. It counts. <laughs> Biblically, it counts. It's powerful. Let him put a clean turban on his head. See, the robes are the works. The turban is the mind, the thoughts. He goes, I'm cleansing the mind and I'm cleansing the works. I'm cleansing the mind and I'm cleansing the works. And this is where the attack of the enemy comes to destroy the house of prayer. It comes against the mind and it comes against the actions. Then I said, let him put a clean turban on his head. So they put a clean turban on him. They put clothes on him. And there it is. And the angel of the Lord stood by. See, the Lord wants to do this to the prayer movement. He wants to cleanse our minds. He, he wants to cleanse our actions, cleanse our works. Bring us to a purity. He wants to repossess us. Not just the prayer movement, the whole church. He wants to repossess his bride. It's the, it's the Revelation 3.20. He's knocking on the door, asking us to open up so that he can come in. And when he comes in, he's going to come in as himself. And when he comes in as himself, he's going to bring fire. And then he's going to burn up everything that's not like him, that can't stand his fire. And that's a good thing. Because you've prayed those prayers, Lord, I hunger and thirst for righteousness. He goes, great. That's so good. I, I will answer that. I'm going to walk right into your heart and everything that can't stand my fire is going to go up. He goes, and if it goes up in ashes, that's a good thing because I happen to give beauty for ashes. Ashes isn't the worst thing that can happen. In some cases, it's the best thing. Because he gives beauty for ashes. So then he's going to admonish him and he's going to tell Joshua, look, if you'll walk in my ways and you'll keep my commands, walk in my ways and keep my word, 
Walk in my ways and keep my word. This is the word of the Lord to the prayer movement. Walk in the ways of the Lord. Live the values of the Sermon on the Mount and keep the word of the Lord. Get in the scripture and walk out the Bible. Listen, we've got to be so much more acquainted with the Bible than we are with our thoughts, feelings, and emotions right now. I mean, I want you to feel your feelings. I want you to work through those things. But use the Bible as the way to get your inner healing, okay? Because right now, we don't have time to play games with a, a soul that's not anchored to the Word of God. There are so many things floating in the atmosphere right now, so many deceptive doctrines. Get anchored to the Word of God. And the only way to do that is opening the Bible for yourself and putting that into your soul, putting it into your mind, and letting the Word do its work in you. Amen. I mean, there is such grace on, on reading the Bible right now. The Lord is like, just, just chew the Word. Just, just eat the scroll. Like, there's such grace on it. He's so present in His Word right now because He wants to anchor us and get us out of all these winds of deception. He says, uh, walk in my ways, keep my command. He goes, and I'm going to give you authority. You're going to judge my house. And I'm going to give you charge of my courts. And I'm going to give you places. The New American Center says access. He goes, I'll give you authority. I'll give you leadership. I'll give you access. Among these who stand here, these who stand there, are the, it's the angelic court. He goes, I'm going to give you heavenly access. Beloved, that's what we have to have right now. Hearts rooted in the word, keeping charge of the house with access to the throne. Rich access to, to the, the realms of heaven. And then he says this, verse 8. He goes, this whole thing I'm calling you into, he goes, it's a sign. He goes, this whole thing, this whole house of prayer, this temple with glory in the midst, with adoration and, 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 and worship and the people that are a kingdom of priests, he goes, it's a whole sign. It's a sign of what? He goes, my servant, the branch. He goes, what you're doing now in this speaks of my servant, the branch. He is going to come and he is going to rule and he is going to reign. He is going to... Uh, uh, it says, in that day, everyone will invite his neighbor under his vine and under his fig tree. He says, he is going to make Jerusalem a safe dwelling place again. It's a 